Hey, hey, happy Monday. Yes, it's the 29th of January. The Royal Rumble is behind us, as is uh, the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game, which I will talk about on a separate NFL-related show. But today, I just want to give some a uh, little bit of feedback and uh, so forth on the Royal Rumble which was Saturday night in Tampa, 48,000-some-odd people on hand to see the action live. They kicked it off with the Women's Royal Rumble. What the fuck is going on with my microphone here? Is that making funny noises? What the fuck? What the fuck? Fix that a little bit. Okay. Uh, They started off Saturday night with the Women's Royal Rumble, uh, which was won by Bailey. Which I said Becky or Bailey, and I would be happy with either of them. I'm very glad Bailey won uh, because Becky did get a Royal Rumble, a big Royal Rumble victory a few years ago. It's great. She'll get more, I'm sure. Um, and it was. It's just finally time to give Bailey some uh, her her time in the spotlight, her time in the sun. I'm very glad that Bailey won the Royal Rumble. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was kind of cool that like. Uh, a lot of the women who were were eliminated in the final moments, like Becky Lynch and and a few others, they were still around ringside, you know, just sort of sitting next to the announce table or the barricade, and kind of, uh, you know, to look uh, to look <laughs> disappointed in the fact that they didn't win the Royal Rumble. To me, I think it was more like, hey, I want to see this is my good friend. This is somebody who I love and respect, what have you. I want to see Bailey win this Royal Rumble and make history. I I, I need to see it, not on a TV monitor backstage, but I, I have to see it right before my very eyes. I don't know if that's the case or not, but I like to think that is. Uh, so that was cool. Bailey wins the Royal Rumble. As I was doing a quick little podcast before the Royal Rumble started, the Royal Rumble did start while I was finishing my podcast Saturday night. And uh, Naomi was the first surprise back in the Royal Rumble. And uh, everybody chanting, uh, welcome back, welcome back. She got very emotional. She started out with Natalia. They were both a little emotional, I think. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And then when Jordan Grace joined as a surprise entrant, I mean, she's TNA Women's Champion, and they mentioned TNA a few times. And uh, I thought that was cool, too. I hope there's I hope there's partnerships with uh, you know I hope uh, they do a little I, I hope they keep doing that sort of like what WWE was doing in the late '90s with ECW where uh, you know they, they would have like I don't know Jerry the King Lawler would show up on ECW talking about it's extremely crappy wrestling and uh, whatever um, and then the ECW guys would invade Raw and all this stuff and uh, I I hope they do. I, I hope they do more of that kind of stuff, but but uh, but I don't want WWE to like purchase TNA. I I really hope that if there's a way for wrestling companies to just like work together, almost almost like how the territories used to function, but just on the on the you know on a global scale, where like yeah, and and not just in the like last year Mickey James was in the Royal Rumble. That was pretty cool, um, because she was. I think she might have been the TNA Women's Champion at that time. I don't. I don't remember. But uh, 
she was in the Royal Rumble, and they mentioned TNA, or I guess maybe Impact Wrestling, as it was called then. They they recently switched back to being called TNA. Uh, I I thought that was awesome, but like Mickey James has been in many Royal Rumbles before and was a WWE superstar uh, several different times. Not to say that that took away from the impact of her being in the Royal Rumble, but seeing Jordan Grace, who has never once been in a Royal Rumble, who has never been, uh, at least not to my knowledge, under a WWE contract at any point, um, to see her come out as the TNA Women's Champion, wrestling as a TNA superstar, that was, I loved it. And then to see her, uh, her and Naomi embrace and kind of, you know, savor that moment for a few seconds and then start beating the shit out of each other. I love that. Uh, Chelsea Green is a fucking superstar. She's a treasure. First of all, coming out with, uh, you know, in Florida, uh, with, with kind of an LGBTQ <clears throat> style, uh, dress outfit, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then lasting more than five seconds, like she did last year, that was good. But then, you know, it, it's so cartoonish, but like sometimes the oldest stuff is still the funniest stuff. Like no matter what happens since the beginning of time until the end of time, there are a few things that will be funny. Bodily noises are funny. Farts are funny. Burps are funny. Stuff like that is funny. People falling down is funny. That will never not be funny. Yeah, if people fall down and they get badly injured, that's not so... That's, you know, I, I don't want to see people, like, breaking bones or anything like that. But, uh, you know, seeing, like... Uh, one of the one of the hardest I ever laughed was, like, 10 years ago, they, they did some, like, music compilation on America's Funniest Videos like they usually do. And uh, the wife and kids and I were watching it, and there was... It was just a throwaway clip. It was all of, uh, I don't know, it was all of maybe 10 seconds of footage. And it's this dad uh, trying to help his kid. They're at a water slide park and he's trying to put his kid on the water slide to get, you know, to get him situated so we can go, so we can go down the slide. And the dad just starts stumbling. He slips in the water. He falls on his face. And you, and the, the thing is so deep that you just see him, you see him disappear and then a few seconds later, you see him just come shooting out at the end. And that was just, everything about it was so wonderfully funny. I probably watched it ten times in a row. I went back and kept rewinding. Anyway, stuff like that, falling over, farts and bodily noises, and uh, a football in the groin, or or a kid kicking their dad in the groin, or punching, or hitting a baseball bat. In the, those, those shits are going to be funny forever. They have been funny forever. They will continue being funny forever. Uh, I guarantee you that there were cave people sitting around laughing at farts. And if a cave person like tripped over a rock and fell over, they were probably laughing at that. And uh, if, a, if a little cave baby <laughs> hit their uh, cave dad in the cave nuts, the other cave people were probably cracking up at that. It's, it's always going to be funny. Those are like the, that's like the holy trinity of things that are always funny. <laughs> anyway, so like cartoon violence is funny, and Chelsea Green is like the female's version of our truth in the sense that like she's really good, she's smart, she knows what she's doing, it, very funny, great comedic timing, uh, just a tremendous talent, and so to see her 
get flattened, uh, whether it was inadvertently by Piper Niven, uh, you know, first starting with Piper Niven coming out and teasing that she was going to drop Chelsea Green uh, on the ground after she almost would have gotten eliminated, except Piper Niven caught her and uh, and could have dropped her on the ground, and that would have been it, but she saved her and put her back in the ring. From that to, like, Chelsea Green not being eliminated in five seconds, uh, Bianca Belair trying to eliminate Green a few times on both sides of the ring, and she still managed to stay in. But then Chelsea Green just getting, yeah, whether inadvertently by Piper Niven, whether by Nia Jax, whether by Nia Jax slamming Piper Niven on top of Chelsea Green, uh, whether Nia Jax falling on top of Chelsea, whatever, they were just like, anytime Chelsea Green would get up, she would, it was it was like watching Looney Tunes. She would just get flattened. And I thought that was very funny. And then the final uh, elimination, you know, Chelsea's final moment in that Royal Rumble of having her fingers on the rope and having, again, like Tweety Bird with Sylvester, when Tweety Bird's hanging off, a, or, or when Sylvester's hanging off a ledge and Tweety Bird's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I can sing the song. Uh, it's a little dated, <laughs> the lyrics. To what Tweety... But anyways, he would, you know, he would grab Sylvester's little, one little paw, little his little fingers, his little cartoon cat fingers, and then Sylvester would fall to his cartoon death. And then, of course, return a few seconds later. Uh, and that's basically what Becky Lynch did with Chelsea Green. She grabbed, you know, pulled her fingers uh, off the rope and then... Uh, Becky gave a little kissed her hand and tapped Chelsea's forehead a little a little kiss on the head before she tossed her backwards and Chelsea Green was eliminated. I loved it. That was great. Um, and then on top of it, <laughs> excuse me, those are two big like Naomi's back. Jordan Grace is in the Royal Rumble and and not just for a few seconds. Like she she got to really uh, show off her skills in that Royal Rumble. And then on top of all of that, then here's Jade Cargill. Holy shit. So you've got uh, somebody who a year ago was uh, one of the biggest female stars or biggest stars, period, in AEW. Uh, someone who for the last several years has been definitely, I, I would arguably, the biggest female star in TNA and one of the biggest stars, period, in TNA. Um, you have the return of Naomi. And interestingly enough, no no uh, quote-unquote legends. No Trish, no Lita, no Bella Twins, no Mickey James or Molly Holly or Alundra Blaze or Victoria or any anybody else like that. No no Kelly Kelly, no whatever. And I was okay with that because it seems like every year it, it, it lessens the impact of those surprises if you just kind of expect like, oh yeah, we'll probably get uh, yeah, we'll get Trish. We'll get... And maybe that's why when Trish and Lita came back last year, it, you know, the the match that was kind of had the dead crowd at WrestleMania was the one that had Trish and Lita in it. Even though it was Trish and Lita and Becky against Bailey and, and Damage Control, like, on paper, that's a great match. That's a big match. And it just, uh, yeah, I don't know what it was, but I feel like maybe all of the other times that we got Trish and or Lita as surprises in Royal Rumbles, as, you know, that, that kind of thing. So I, I was sort of okay with not having any uh, female sort of uh, veterans, uh, legends, Hall of Famers, whatever you want to call it, in the Royal Rumble. Didn't need to have them. Had a great story. Had Bailey uh, lasting over an hour. I think she drew number three. Uh, she was in there with all of the other members of Damage Control who were involved in the Rumble. 
Carrie Sane and, and Asuka, you got to see, uh, yeah, you got to really, you know, some, some talents who haven't been showcased that much, who maybe we don't know a lot about. Uh, and then, you know, some of the big names like Becky and Bailey and uh, and all of that. Um, so I really, I really like the Women's Royal Rumble a lot. I was really into it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's something about placement on the card that, like, uh, by the time you get to the end, it's like you're just exhausted. And maybe that was part of why I didn't love the Men's Royal Rumble. I didn't hate the Men's Royal Rumble. I thought last year's Men's Royal Rumble was better. Also, last year, the Men's Royal Rumble was the first match of the night. So you're just, you have nothing but energy. You're ready to go. Yeah, all right. And then for the entire Royal Rumble, I was just like totally amped up. And that's kind of how I was for the Women's Royal Rumble this year. And then for the Men's Royal Rumble, I kind of, I sat and I, you know, I had a few verbal, uh, you know, maybe some laughs here and there or whatever. Uh, but it wasn't, um, yeah, I was really, I was pretty vocal throughout the women's Royal Rumble match, either laughing at, at stuff with, uh, when, um, oh my gosh, when Zelina Vega came out and she had like this, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. It looked like, it looked like what, uh, Michael Burnham had at like, uh, that season of Star Trek discovery were with like the red angel or whatever it was she just has this like six-legged uh costume thing on her back and they were joking about uh hey michael cole don't you uh don't you have an outfit just like that and and cory graves says yeah he wears it when he's swimming with his when he's in the pool with his dogs or something like that it's just so stupid but it made me laugh and there were a few you know our truth Coming out, uh, Valhalla was coming out to make her entrance in the Royal Rumble, and then you hear Our Truth's music, and he comes out and gets in the ring. Our uh, Truth, as usual, funny self, being confused, not realizing that it's the Women's Royal Rumble, but still being eliminated by Nia Jax, uh, regardless. And then, and then Valhalla trying to go after him because um, because she got eliminated after like I don't know 10, 15 seconds, and and blamed it all on him causing the distraction. That was good stuff. Funny stuff. Fun, funny stuff. And uh, and a good Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, I believe the second match was the title match with Roman Reigns. I honestly didn't watch too much of it. I was... Um, I had it on. I, I, I think I had to go back and just watch it again. It, it just didn't... I wasn't super compelled by this match. I don't... I don't really love... For a while, it was like when when WWE like it used to be in the eighties and early to mid nineties, you never saw any you you saw either a one on one match, or a ta- two on two, three on three, four on four, maybe five on five, and then uh, battle royals and royal rumbles and things like that. You never had a triple threat match. You never had four people in one match. It was very. I, I feel like SummerSlam '96 was the first time. No, the Raw Bowl. Ninth January first, nineteen ninety six. It was uh, the Smoking Guns, uh, Sid and the One Two Three Kid, Owen Hart and Yokozuna, and I want to say uh, Razor Ramon and Savio Vega, if I remember right. It was four teams, and they did this whole like 
I guess it was supposed to be, you know, like, hey, college football has their bowl games and we're going to have the raw bowl. And it's it was four teams, four corners. I don't recall it being elimination, though. I think it just, I, I don't know. Either way, it, it was like basically 1996 was the first time that WWF started uh, experimenting with having those kind of matches. And then throughout the late night, you know, ever since then, there's been uh, millions of triple threats and six-pack challenge and fatal four-way and whatever stupid names they come up with. Uh, but they, they have been done to death so much over the years that I'm kind of like... A few years ago, it was Edge, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania, and I just kind of thought, like, man, these are three. It's gonna be a great match, but like, I just want I want the main event of WrestleMania to be a one-on-one match for the title. That's what I want. And I'm glad last year we really just had like. And listen, I don't care if if uh, if there's a fatal four-way that's like for a, a lesser title, like tag team title or something like that. I, that's fine. I don't mind. Um, or if it's, I don't know. I just feel like the Royal Rumble should have, uh, it's, it just kind of feels like, Hey, we need, uh, we need a place for these, for AJ and Orton and LA Knight and, uh, tease the fact that perhaps Roman Reigns will lose the title because he doesn't have to be pinned. Um, but I think, I mean, my prediction was Roman Reigns was going to win and he did. And I just, I just didn't, I, I just kind of felt like that was what was going to happen. And I watched the match and it was fine. It, there's nothing, you know, necessarily bad about the match. It was just kind of like they got to have another match, so here it is and Roman Reigns uh hasn't been on pay-per-view in a while defending the title, so here he is having a title defense. Okay. Uh Logan Paul and Kevin Owens, I liked the match a lot. I figured Logan Paul would win. That was my prediction. He did. Uh, I liked the whole thing where he had the brass knuckles and then Kevin Owens took the brass knuckles and then uh, Kevin Owens, uh, yeah, he was uh, hoisted uh, by maybe not his own petard, but but lo- hoisted by Logan Paul's petard uh, as the referee sees Logan Paul's brass knuckles on Kevin Owens. It doesn't matter who they belong to, who's... Whose knuckles are the brass knuckles attached to? And it was Kevin Owens. So, disqualification. You lose Owens and Logan Paul retains the title. I didn't think Owens was going to win the title. um, But it was just... Again, Roman Reigns is in a match. With LA Knight, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. Those are four incredibly popular wrestlers. Kevin Owens, incredibly popular wrestler. Logan Paul is incredibly popular wrestler. A... He's really good at wrestling. B, either you love him or you hate him, so you're tuning in because you want to see him win, or you're tuning in because you want to see him lose. There aren't a lot of I don't care when it comes to Logan Paul. You just want to see either good things happen to him or bad things happen to him. Um, so those matches, I feel like they served their purpose. They weren't, you know, like last year, that was such a big uh, focal point of the Royal Rumble was that that the title match was the final match last year. They had they started with the men's Royal Rumble. Uh, I think the women's Royal Rumble was second to last, and then Roman Reigns' uh, title match was um, was the last match on the show. And of course, that was the one where uh, the place absolutely erupted. 
uh, with Sami Zayn and hitting hitting Roman with the chair and all that stuff. It was it was great, great. To, yeah, it was it was Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, and then uh, you know they're like, hey, kill Kevin Owens. Here's the steel chair. Murder your best friend, and then Sami Zayn took a big swing right into the back of Roman Reigns, and the place absolutely erupted. In uh, what was that? Where was that last year? Was it Texas? Was it San Antonio? I think it was. I think it was in the Alamo uh, Dome where the 97 Rumble was. I think. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so it was also kind of like, yeah, they don't have a storyline. with You know, the whole Bloodline thing and Sami Zayn was just so compelling. Uh, pretty much until, I don't know, WrestleMania. Somewhere between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, it became much less compelling because, you know, now Sami Zayn's sort of finishing up that storyline and moving on to other stuff. Uh, and, uh, Jay and Jimmy Uso are split up. And so now they're facing off against each other and Jay Uso gets his title shot of Roman Reigns loses Sami Zayn at elimination chamber last year, got his title shot and lost. So it was kind of like, okay, well that's Roman Reigns is just going to stay champion, which again, I'm okay with that, but at some point it's it's you know it's time to time to pull a trigger, and I feel like WrestleMania is when uh, that 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 loss will happen. Um, yeah, so really loved the women's Royal Rumble. Probably my not probably it was definitely my favorite match of the night, and the outcome was exactly what I wanted. Bailey won, wins. That's cool. Uh, the two title matches were fine. Um, and then we get to the, the final match, the men's Royal rumble. Ah, I just, uh, I think the Royal rumble should have at least one, like really big surprise. Like, uh, whether it's just a one time nostalgic kind of thing. Like I thought the 2008 Royal rumble is such a good blueprint for how things should go. Like, you had Shawn Michaels and Undertaker starting off the the two guys who finished the Royal Rumble last year starting off the Royal Rumble. You had John Cena coming back from injury way before anybody expected, so he's number thirty, huge surprise. Plus, you had Batista and you had Triple. It was a star-studded Royal Rumble, and then halfway through the Royal Rumble, out comes Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Wow, a legend, Madison Square Garden. And then the next entrant in the Royal Rumble, oh my God, it's Rowdy Roddy Piper. And we get to see them go at... I think the 2008... It's one of my favorites. I love the 2008 Royal Rumble. And it had just enough of everything. But the le the legends were out there just for a few minutes. Got to see them do what we wanted to do. And then they were eliminated. And then it's back to the Royal Rumble. I think stuff like that's great. And this year, uh, yeah, Jimmy and Jay Uso starting off. That's cool. I like that. I was down with that. Um, and then you had uh, the first surprise of the Royal Rumble, uh, Andrade El Idolo. I don't know if they're going to call him just Andrade. Uh, it's It seems like he's just back to just, you know, they're just going to call him Andrade in, uh, in WWE. Um, and that was cool. Like, okay, cool. Andrade's back. Neat. Not exactly uh, John Cena in 08. Not exactly Edge in 2020. Um, but still, still cool. Like, hey, here's a guy who hasn't been around in a few years. He's been in AEW and now he's back. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's cool. I like that. 
Cody Rhodes was number 15. CM Punk was number 27. Uh, you had uh, Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker in the Rumble, which I thought was cool. Uh, and evidently, Braun Breaker was supposed to be when Brock Lesnar was going to enter the Royal Rumble. Obviously, those plans changed uh, because of the... <laughs> Because of the allegations and the information and the things that allegedly happened that were uh, released on Thursday and Friday, uh, which put WWE uh, in really the only position that they could be in was, sorry, Brock, you're not going to be in this Royal Rumble. That's That could be a disaster. For a number of reasons, right? Like AEW... The weekend that uh, all this information back in December came out about Chris Jericho uh, being a creep. And they decided, well, we're still going to have him wrestle on tonight's pay-per-view. And he got booed out of the building every time he did anything. Unless he was getting punched. And then they, uh, they blew the roof off the place with cheering. If he was doing the punching, they blew the roof off the place with jeering. Uh, yeah. So if Brock Lesnar came out, yeah, he would have gotten a big reaction just hearing that music like, oh shit, Brock Lesnar. The announcers would have been like, oh my God, it's Brock Lesnar. And we all would have been sitting there like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> um, and then I probably a lot of the same stuff would have happened anytime Brock Lesnar did anything, eliminated somebody, hit an F5, hit a suplex, whatever. They probably would have booed the shit out of him. The only thing that sucks is uh, finding out that not only did Braun Breaker replace Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble, but he did exactly all of the things that Brock Lesnar was scheduled to do in the Royal Rumble. Uh, the same eliminations, uh, you know, Pretty much it just they just swapped out Brock Lesnar with Braun Breaker and kept all of Brock Lesnar's plans in place, just gave them to, to Braun Breaker. Including Braun Breaker's elimination from the Royal Rumble, which came at the hands of dirty Dominic Mysterio. And that's where I got really bummed out. It's like, of course, I didn't care that Brock Lesnar wasn't in the Royal Rumble until I found out that Brock Lesnar was going to get eliminated by Dom Mysterio, which would have gotten, I think, one of the biggest reactions uh, of the night and one of the biggest reactions in uh, in Royal Rumble history. Because that's not... Just like when Maven in 2002 eliminated The Undertaker with a dropkick. Maven had just come off winning tough enough. Like, he, had, he was greener than grass, but he's in the Royal Rumble, basically wearing just, like, sweatpants... And uh, he hits Undertaker with a dropkick and eliminates him, and the place goes absolutely bananas, and uh, which was a really cool moment. And I think Dominic could have had a similar moment uh, if it was Brock Lesnar that he had eliminated instead of Braun Breaker. So that's why I said to my, this is very selfish. This is a very uh, selfish uh, statement. But I, I said to my wife last night, I said, man, now that I know that uh, Dominic Mysterio is going to eliminate Brock Lesnar, I I wish that like all this information had just come out like Monday <laughs> instead of on uh, Thursday, Friday, because then uh, if they if if it could have just waited like two or three more days, uh, Brock Lesnar would have been in the Royal Rumble, would have been eliminated by Dominic Mysterio. 
then the information would have come out, let's say today, and then you'd never see Brock Lesnar again, and I would be fine with that. But to know that we got robbed of the opportunity of seeing Brock Lesnar eliminated by uh, Dom Mysterio is like, oh man, I would have I would have been okay seeing Brock Lesnar one more time if it meant that he got eliminated by uh, Dominic Mysterio. And then if everybody in the ring just, you know, if the whole crowd just sang, nah, 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 hey, 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 goodbye, <laughs> and then we never see him again. But, oh well. It's still cool to see Braun Breaker. I mean, that guy's a superstar. He's got a very bright future. Same with Carmelo. Um, but I, I think that the men's Royal Rumble, yeah, so I guess Braun Breaker was a surprise entrant. Uh, Andrade was a surprise entrant. Were there any other surprise entrances? I don't think so. But there were no legends in that one either. And that's like the Women's Royal Rumble. Okay. Um, they gave us enough big surprises that we didn't we didn't need the legends. And the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, oh, yeah, right. The, the surprises. Andrade was the first surprise. Cool. That's, a, that's cool because that's... As I was saying on Saturday, I, I want the surprises to either be just one legend who comes out to do his signature stuff and then gets tossed and that's it. But it was like, wow, cool. That was cool to see. Just like Booker T last year, like uh, Diesel uh, in 2011 and 2014, you know, only in there for a few minutes. Piper and Snuka in 08, that, that kind of thing. You know, for a while they would bring Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That was always fun. You know, Rob Van Dam was a surprise in a couple of Royal Rumbles. Uh, I think Rey Mysterio returned to WWE as a surprise. Uh, maybe 2019 Royal Rumble, something like that. 2020, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, Edge is a big surprise. But Edge was like, hey, I'm back. Um, but either, yeah, either bringing back a, an injured or a former superstar who was re-signed with the company... Or having a legend come out just to just to be able to hear the music again and, and see them get in the ring and, you know, duke it out with a couple of guys, maybe hit a finishing maneuver before, you know, getting eliminated after just a, a couple minutes. And we didn't have that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, Andrade. <laughs> um, and I guess Braun, Braun Breaker would... Uh, where the hell... Oh yeah, okay. Bro, Brian Breaker didn't enter until number twenty. I I, I feel like my memory was that he entered much earlier than that, but he didn't. Um, I like that Dom Mysterio was also in there, you know, pretty close to the end. Uh, Bronson Reed, I guess, was kind of a. I don't know that that was really a surprise, but it was cool. It was cool to just see like here's some guys on the roster. They're not gonna win, but here they here they are. Um, Omos was a surprise. I was, I was cool with that. Um, and then really, uh, the only other, I don't know, I guess Sami Zayn at number 30 was technically a surprise because he came back from, uh, from injuries, um, and went right after Drew McIntyre per the storyline, uh, and Pat McAfee. <laughs> was a surprise entrant. I think even Pat McAfee was surprised to find out that Pat McAfee was a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Um, and that was a complete waste of it. Like, 
I was pissed when they played that music and they're all like, all right, you're up, buddy. I mean, Pat McAfee was doing commentary and then you hear his music and, and he's like, what? He's, he looked legitimately like, what? what? What the fuck are you doing? So he gets up and uh, gets in the ring, sees that Omos and, and, and Braun Breaker and all these dudes are in there. Jumps over the, did kind of the Drew Carey thing where he jumps over the top rope, teases that he's going to eliminate himself, comes back in, and then says, ah, just kidding, I am going to eliminate myself, which he proceeds to do. Uh, jump over the top rope, hit the floor, go right back to the commentary table, and contribute absolutely nothing to the Royal Rumble, except like a, a moderately humorous thing. It really wasn't that, it was just like, oh, okay. So, like if Pat McAfee got in the ring, because Pat McAfee's had matches before. And like decent matches, too. I, I don't know who he read it. Uh, who do you wrestle? Vince McMahon at WrestleMania a few years ago. An Austin Theory. Uh, he wrestled Adam Cole in NXT. He wrestled uh, somebody who I was just about to say, and now I've completely forgotten who it was. Um, you know, he's he's gotten physical and had matches before. So, like, and I know he hasn't had a match recently, but, like, Pat McAfee... And his personality, like, getting in the ring and then saying, nah, never mind, I'm going to eliminate myself. It's like, well, why did you have, then what's the fucking point? And if you, and if that was a surprise to Pat McAfee, why? Why wouldn't you tell Pat McAfee, like, hey, you're going to be one of the entrants in the Royal Rumble. Just get in there for, like, two minutes, you know, hit a couple maneuvers, uh, and then, uh, and then they'll, you know... Omos will come after you and you jump over the rope and be done. And uh, and it'll be funny. I, I don't know. I just... It's like, well, why have him... He's not even going to really be in... He's in the match for two seconds and he jumps out. Like, that could have been... Anybody. Like, where the hell was Chad Gable? Why was Chad Gable not in the Royal Rumble? I would have been very, very happy if Pat McAfee stayed at the commentary table and Chad Gable got to be the entrant at that spot. They were advertised for it. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. And I, and then I start to wonder, you know, cause I do, uh, you know, uh, conspiracy theory type stuff like, okay, Brock Lesnar's not in the Royal Rumble because of these new allegations coming out about Vince and sex trafficking and, the ways that Brock Lesnar uh, allegedly ties into that whole thing. Uh, it's not good. So yeah, I get it. Brock's not in the Royal Rumble. And I know I was joking around Saturday night like, listen, why didn't they... They're, they're in Tampa, Florida. Like, pretty much every wrestler on the planet lives in Florida. And 90% of the wrestlers who live in Florida live in Tampa. Or the surrounding, you know, Tampa... Uh, St. Pete, whatever, all those, that, that area, you know, where does the Hulkster lives in like Clearwater Beach, brother? Um, so like, not to say that I would have been happy to see Hulk Hogan, cause that also would have been a waste of a spot. But like I said, if Hulk Hogan came into the Royal Rumble and actually got eliminated over the top rope, uh, the landing might have just turned his his entire lower half <laughs> just into dust. <laughs> so that would have been kind of a funny visual. 
just like that cartoon violence with Chelsea Green I was talking about. Imagine Hulk Hogan gets thrown out of the Royal Rumble and just disintegrates. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I, but I started like, it's like, oh man, okay, Rock's not in this Royal Rumble, and that's by the way, that's brilliant. To have The Rock come back a month ago, or at the beginning of the, you know, it is almost a month. January 1st is almost a month ago. Thursday is February 1st. What the fuck? Everything just goes by so goddamn fast. Uh, oh, crazy. But uh, January 1st, Rock does his line in Raw where he says, uh, I'm going to go out to eat. Should I sit at the bar? Should I sit at the booth? Or should I sit at the head of the table? And everybody goes crazy. It's like, oh man, all right. They're they're clearly, you know, either Rock went off script and they were pissed at him for doing that, which has happened before. People have, people have you know, gone into business for themselves, you know, trying to hype up a match that's not going to happen. Uh, and, uh, I, I, Rock's not really. I, there's no Rock has no reason to do that. He's not going to do that. But clearly, that was planned. Clearly, there's going to be something with Roman Reigns and Rock at some point. I would imagine. Why the hell would it not be at WrestleMania? Um, but then uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Uh, so okay, Rock's not in the Royal Rumble. Probably a lot of people thought he might be. I thought maybe you know. Just have John Cena come out to to hit some uh, attitude adjustments on some people, and then maybe get li- eliminated by uh, like a Gunther or a Braun Breaker or somebody who could really, you know, who would really benefit from that the rub uh, by eliminating Cena, just as a Dirty Dom would have benefited from eliminating Brock Lesnar. Oh shit! Uh, what is this? What? Personal computer has been a. You are logging into. What the fuck are you doing? I don't even know. Anyway, uh, this is crazy shit. Um, yeah, I, I, it would have been cool, like, if they just had. Yeah, and I, and I know on that I said like it'd be cool if Sheamus came back from injury, something like that, or you know, Rey Mysterio. And I was really hoping for Big E. I was hoping that there would have been a cool surprise where it's like, Big E is medically cleared. He's he's a Florida guy. I think he's from Tampa. And that would have been awesome. But no, sadly, not the case. Oh, well. Um, but if they, you know, and, and, and listen, I didn't want to see Book. We've seen Booker T as a surprise in enough Royal Rumbles. We've seen Kevin Nash as a surprise in enough Royal Rumbles. And he's 60-something, uh, you know. I thought maybe like uh, maybe like X Pac that would have been kind of cool, but even even Sean Waltman himself said a couple weeks ago like, dude, I'm not in the Royal Rumble. I I just I haven't wrestled in a month or something, and I would need to. Da, 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 da. I'm you know I'm pushing, I'm fifty <laughs> or whatever. He, I think he's fifty one, maybe fifty two. I don't know. He's I think he's I have no fucking idea how old he is. Um, <laughs> 49, yeah, I, th- I think he's 50. I think he's 50. Anyway, uh, he's in his fit. So he's like, it's not that easy to just like, if, you know, if I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble, I want to 
you know, give it everything I've got. And I'm not just going to. So, okay. Booker T, we've already seen a bunch of times as a surprise. Same with like Rob Van Dam and some of these guys. But it would have been like, yeah, I, you know, if they if they had somebody just to just to be in there for a few uh, a few short minutes and kind of do their thing and um yeah, so there was there was kind of that disappointment of like oh okay, so the surprises are Pat McAfee, Omas, and Andrade. And Braun Breaker, I guess, which would have been Brock Lesnar. Um, but back to my original point, though, is I, I started to wonder, you know, I was speculating on Saturday. Do they try to just make us forget about the Vince stuff by having, like, just calling every legend they can to be like, hey, can you be in the Royal Rumble? Cena, Austin, Undertaker, whoever. Um, but then I started to wonder, like, ooh. Maybe that was also deliberate. Like, is you know, if if Vince's Vince's sex trafficking recent in recent years, just a couple years ago, is that the first night? I, like, wouldn't it stand a reason that he's been doing that shit for probably a while, <laughs> maybe a good long while? Um, and so you start to wonder. And it's not to say that like Vince was like pimping. Uh, office employees to every major wrestler under the sun over the last 20, 30, 40 years, whatever. But, uh, you know, some of Vince's closest allies, maybe they want to, okay. You know, they had Hulk Hogan do the intro video for the Royal Rumble. That was fine. Um, Tap was my home, brother. Uh, you, you gotta do, it's Royal Rumble time, brother. Uh, come to Florida, brother. Tourism, brother. Beaches, brother. Hogan's burger joint, brother. Whatever the fuck he was talking about. Anyway. Because, uh, yeah. If it comes out in the next few days, weeks, months, whatever, that like... Oh, yeah. Not just Brock Lesnar, but also... This major legend and that Hall of Famer and this big time, and I'm not saying that that is going to be the case, but like I start to wonder, like, oh, maybe, maybe there weren't any legends to call to bring into the Royal Rumble because they all have something that could be coming out in the in the next uh, whatever amount of time. Um, but it, but I would have uh, I would have been happy to just see like, yeah. I would have been happy to see fucking Chad Gable, who wouldn't have been a surprise. Not a legend. He's current roster, but it would have been nice to see him in the Rumble. Um, it comes down to CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. I don't think there's any surprises. That, you know, they're talking about how it's the most unpredictable Royal Rumble ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you had if you had put Randy Orton and LA Knight in that Royal Rumble and maybe just had Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles as, as the title match. Uh, yeah, it would have been a little bit more unpredictable. And certainly if you added, uh, yeah, like the original plans were, if Lesnar was in the Royal Rumble, then yes. And if Sheamus returned, like, oh, there's enough. But really, as I'm as I'm watching, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know how many actual <laughs> legit outcomes there are in this Royal Rumble. Like, okay, I mean, you you have some dark horse people who could surprise, you know, maybe Gunther will win. Uh, or Sammy or Drew. But really, it's it's kind of it's like, no, they're, they're, 
they're really they're and and the fact that they kept talking about how it's been 1998 was the last time anybody won back to back Royal Rumbles, which was Stone Cold, um, and only Austin Hogan and Michaels have won back to back Royal Rumbles, and 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 you start to hear that more and more, and think like, okay, there's. They could have been mentioning this every year for the last 25 years, and now they are mentioning it all the time. So if you just, you don't have to put on magnifying glasses to read between the lines and say, okay, uh, it sounds like, but it sounds like Cody's going to win. But I also thought, well, maybe this is similar to how Cody's dreams were shattered at last year's WrestleMania, where everybody just knew for sure that Cody's going to finish the story and walk out of WrestleMania 39, uh, dethroning the head of the table, beating the tribal tribal chief and winning the world title. And that didn't happen. So I started thinking, well, maybe that's like, they're making it so obvious that Cody Rhodes is going to win that he's somehow going to get screwed out of a Royal Rumble victory. But then you start to think, yeah, but they also, this is a rare opportunity to have somebody win a second Royal Rumble consecutively and have it be as meaningful, if not more meaningful, than the first one. And I think that's the big thing is uh, Hogan winning his second Royal Rumble was more meaningful because now, even though in 91 they didn't officially say that the winner of the Royal Rumble gets the number one contender title shot at WrestleMania... But it was still kind of like, you know, in 1990, Hogan won the Royal Rumble. He was the world champion. So, like, okay, he won the Royal Rumble. Great. What? What now? Nothing. In 1991, okay, Hogan wins the Royal Rumble. Sergeant Slaughter wins the world title. I see where we're going with this. So, the 91 victory, you know, Hogan's champion in 1990. What does it matter if he wins the Royal Rumble or not? And he won the Royal Rumble, and that's great, and it made sense. Um... I'm sure a lot of people thought that the Ultimate Warrior was going to win the Royal Rumble uh, or what have you. But in 1991, the Royal Rumble victory was more meaningful meaningful for Hulk Hogan. In 1996, the Royal Rumble victory was much more meaningful for Shawn Michaels. Especially since Shawn Michaels' Royal Rumble victory in 95, A, he was a bad guy, and B... I don't think a lot of people thought he was going to go to WrestleMania and beat Diesel for the title, and he didn't. And so it was like, okay, he won the Royal Rumble, and he came up, he's one of the few people to go to WrestleMania and not win the championship. I think at that point, he might have been the only person to go to WrestleMania and not win the, I'm trying to think, like, I mean, at least going back to, like, King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania 2 or Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. So we had a new champion. Oh, we had a new champion at WrestleMania 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Two new champions at 9. New champion at 10. And so, yeah, Shawn Michaels uh, was the first person in the in the modern era to, to be unsuccessful in the main event title match at WrestleMania. Goddamn. Ha! <laughs> um... So then, uh, so yeah, so the ninety, the ninety six thing was now like, okay, Shawn Michaels is he ever going to wrestle again? And then he comes back at the Royal Rumble, wins it by eliminating Diesel, the guy that he couldn't beat for the title at WrestleMania last year, his best friend. He eliminates him, goes on to the Iron Man match at WrestleMania, beats Bret Hart, wins 
his first world championship and the boyhood dream comes true for the heartbreak kid. So 90, so the second Royal Rumble victory was much more impactful, much more meaningful than the first. Stone Cold Steve Austin won the Royal Rumble in 1997 uh, via trickery and uh, underhandedness. And it was great. And what ended up happening was Austin did not get any title shot at WrestleMania. Um, he ended up getting the, uh, there was that fatal four-way match that they had, the final four, whatever it was called. It was Brett, Austin, Vader, and Undertaker. Uh, and Bret Hart won the title and then lost the title to Sid the next day on uh, on Monday Night Raw. Um, and then Sid went on to lose the title to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 13, which gave us, who cares if Austin doesn't get a title shot because it gave us one of the best matches of all time, Austin versus Bret WrestleMania 13. Fantastic match. Um, yeah. But in 1998, it was like, okay, Austin has to win this. There's only one person who can win this Royal Rumble, and it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, yeah. There there wasn't a whole lot of unpredictability in that 1998 Royal Rumble. And there were a lot of, you know, there was a lot of sort of cannon fodder entrance, you know, like skull and eight ball and chains and I don't know. <laughs> like just a lot of people that you knew, like, okay, there's no way they're winning the Royal Rumble. And it could only be Stone Cold and Steve Austin. And it came down to Austin and Rock, which was great. Austin eliminates Rock. Austin wins the Royal Rumble. Goes on to have the one of the biggest moments in Monday Night Raw history with uh, getting into the shoving match with Iron Mike Tyson, which sets up Tyson to be the special enforcer, whatever thing you called it at WrestleMania 14. Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, which launched the Austin era, which catapulted Stone Cold Steve Austin to an even new, even new heights. Uh, you know, and making him one of the biggest, uh, if not the biggest stars of all time. Uh, so yeah, the second was more impactful. And I think that's what's going to happen this year. You had a very impactful Royal Rumble victory for Cody Rhodes last year. Went to WrestleMania, came up short. And then everybody's like, oh, well, I guess that's it for Cody Rhodes. And now he has just won this Royal Rumble. And it w if Cody Rhodes comes up short at WrestleMania this year, then that's a different story. Then it's like, okay, Cody Rhodes is going to be just, I don't know, banished to the mid card forever, or I don't know. It'll, it'll, it'll take, they, they, they could afford to do it once because then it led to Cody Rhodes beating Brock Lesnar and getting that credibility and, uh, and working his way back, climbing back to the top of the mountain and winning a second Royal rumble. And on the 40 year anniversary of WrestleMania, he'll win the big one from Roman Reigns or whoever, hopefully Roman Reigns. It just, it's can't, it can't be anybody else. Which makes me say, okay, so where does The Rock fit into all of this? Does that actually mean that The Rock versus Roman Reigns will not happen at WrestleMania, but instead would happen at another another time? Maybe. Uh, either way, uh, it's good, good for Cody Rhodes. I did want CM Punk to win the Royal Rumble, just because I like when I like when people win the Royal Rumble who have never won before. Um, but if somebody's going to win for a second time, I'm glad it was Cody. Uh, I feel like Punk and Cody were the only logical choices to win. Just like Becky and uh, Bailey were the only two that I thought you know were really uh, plausible 
logical choices to win the Women's Royal Rumble and Bailey did, and I thought they had the same situation with the men's, either CM Punk or Cody Rhodes. I wasn't going to be unhappy either way. I did want Punk to win. I predicted Punk would win, uh, but it, it was Cody, and uh, and that's that's cool. That's good because it'll probably you know it'll be Cody versus Roman and CM Punk versus Seth Rollins for their respective titles at WrestleMania. At least uh, I would I would assume so. So yeah, Royal Rumble. It didn't. It, there was I I I'm still trying to put my finger on it. Like, was it the fact that there was sort of a black cloud over the whole weekend because of all this Vince bullshit? Yeah, that could have been quite likely, quite possibly. Was it, you know, was I just not feeling, you know, uh, was I lacking the energy and whatever I needed to, to be really psyched up for the Royal Rumble? I don't know. All I know is that I really loved the first, uh, the Women's Royal Rumble. Thought that was great. No real complaints about that one. The two title matches were pretty much exactly what I figured they would be. And the Men's Royal Rumble, uh, yeah, I thought it would be Punk or Cody. So there was no major surprises as far as who won the Royal Rumble. Um, but it was, and I mean, yeah, maybe the crowd didn't seem all that into, like, I mean, yes, there were times where the crowd came unglued uh, for certain wrestlers or certain things that happened in, in the matches. But, like... There's a lot of times that they're just kind of sitting there. And I thought, is it the audio because this is a big baseball stadium and so they're not picking it up as well as other stadiums? Like, what's... I, know, I just couldn't put my finger... Because it's like, hey, it's Saturday night. We're feeling good. Let's go. Rumble time, baby. And, uh, I, yeah, I thought... I, I guess maybe that was it. Maybe it was the Vince stuff because I wasn't, like, fully feeling the, the Royal Rumble like I did last year, maybe. Um... I'm not one of these people who says worst Royal Rumble ever, like I read on Twitter and other places, and I didn't hate it. It wasn't my favorite. Um, things I like more than others. I still really, really enjoyed that women's match, the women's Royal Rumble match, um, and I'm 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 excited to see what happens tonight on Raw and this Friday on SmackDown and heading into Australia for the Elimination Chamber and then heading to WrestleMania in Philadelphia for WrestleMania. Uh, (laughs) Heading to WrestleMania for WrestleMania. Eh, So, yeah, it it, it gave us, I think, a lot of the, the, the end results of all the matches were probably in line with what most people figured would happen. Um, But I think, I think, you know, we've we've kind of become accustomed to expecting like, hey, there's going to be at least one big name surprise return at the Royal Rumble. And uh, yeah, for the Women's Royal Rumble, no problems there. I know people, myself included, I assume like, oh man, if uh, if Naomi's there, does that mean is Sasha Banks going to be in this Royal Rumble? Because that's huge if that's the case. And... Maybe there's also, if Sasha Banks is coming back to WWE, maybe they said, you know what? We don't want to overshadow these moments. And maybe that was it. And, you know, like, let's not overshadow Cody's, CM Punk's first Royal Rumble in 10 years is a story. Cody Rhodes winning his second Royal Rumble and being only the fourth person in WWE history to do that, the first person in 26 years, that's the story. 
Sami Zayn comes back to get revenge on Drew McIntyre. That's a story. There's tons of our truth, his whole chicanery and the Judgment Day stuff. That plenty of stories. So you didn't need to have like, oh man, look at that, the Hulksters in the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, I think I think my biggest complaint was just like, why Pat McAfee if that's what he was going to do? If he was going to get in that ring and you know mix it up with uh, with some of the superstars, yeah, okay, that's fine. But he didn't do it. It was just pointless. Just to make a joke that wasn't really all that... Like, the shit Chelsea Green was doing in the Women's Royal Rumble was funnier than any of the, the Pat McAfee stuff when he was in, quote, in the Royal Rumble. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would say last year's Royal Rumble was better. Uh, I loved... Uh, you know, it was cool that Cody Rhodes won and... Uh, and Gunther was in for a long time last year, and I love Rhea Ripley going. Uh, what, what was she drew number one? I think, and I mean that was kind of cool. Like Cody Rhodes last year was number thirty and won the Royal Rumble, and Rhea Ripley was number one, I believe, and won the Women's Royal Rumble. And I like that. Uh, you know, and this year they didn't have Cody at thirty; they had him fifteen, so we got to be in there quite a bit longer, which was which was cool. Um, I love just. Obviously, CM Punk and Cody Rhodes are not finished with each other by a long shot, and I love that the that CM Punk had his line about like I'm not gonna lose to Dusty's kid, and then he proceeds to lose to Dusty's kid. Uh, so I, I feel like there's I feel like we're getting closer and closer, and it probably won't happen until after WrestleMania, but eventually we're going to get evil CM Punk, which is the CM Punk that we all know and love. Uh, you know, high five, big smile, CM Punk. Is fine because he's still in that. Just like with AEW, he was, you know, for the first uh, whatever, he was a good guy. He was a face. But that's not the CM Punk that dropped the pipe bomb. That's not the CM Punk that did the Straight Edge Society. That's not the CM Punk that beat John Cena for the title. And then, you know, we want that CM Punk who's going to say, like, controversial things to make us want to watch a wrestling pay-per-view. To make us want to tune in next week. Just advertising CM Punk is enough alone to get me to tune in. But after a while, you know, you gotta... Yeah, it's time to have him... Like he said to uh, to Drew McIntyre a couple weeks ago. Uh, Drew McIntyre called him a demon. And he said, if I'm pushed just enough, I'm Satan himself. Which to me, like, there's no accident that he said that. Like, that's telegraphing that eventually we're going to see that side of CM Punk. Uh, but it, maybe not until after WrestleMania would be my guess, or maybe it's on the way to WrestleMania. He turns heel and he, you know, does dastardly things to Seth Rollins. I don't know. Um, either way, I really I liked the line in the Royal Rumble where he said, "I'm not losing to Dusty's kid," and I feel like that's going to come back eventually, and there'll be a hopefully a good long feud between evil CM Punk and uh, and. American nightmare baby face, uh, everybody's all American hero Cody Rhodes, uh, because man, I mean, I, I I would love that. I just you know the two guys on the mic and in the ring. It would be it would be money, baby. All right, that's gonna do it. I have to go. Uh, I hope you if you watched the Royal Rumble, I hope you enjoyed it. 
Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. it. Well, I didn't enjoy it as much as last year's, but I still liked it a lot, and I really loved the women's match. And I think the the outcomes of all the matches were the outcomes that should have happened. So cool. And uh, and now it's time. I guess the next one is elimination chamber. And then is there a Saudi thing before WrestleMania? I don't even know. Either way, the road to WrestleMania is on. And uh, Triple H dodged all the Vince McMahon questions at the press conference. Uh, I think he could have done much better. Uh, But either way, uh, WrestleMania season is upon us. What a time to be alive. All right, gang, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.